Welcome to the Take 92 Podcast. This is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host. And today I've got my friend Ender One, who just dropped a new album called Bigger Than Me. And we're going to talk about that as well as his hiatus from music, his comeback, the power of being vulnerable on stage and putting yourself out there and connecting with people on a real level. We're going to talk sobriety and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. We're going to close out with a brand new track from his new album, Bigger Than Me. Thanks for being on the show. Of course, appreciate man. it. Yeah, I'm glad I, you had me. Fuck, I think we we probably started playing together uh, almost a decade ago, probably Isn't 2010, crazy? something like that. Is that been? That long I think shit? it's been a long time. And then you disappeared for a while and yeah. have come back uh, in a grand fashion with this new record and and tour and stuff. So uh, I want to I want to dig all the way in, talk about your your origins uh, all the way up to to the new project. And kind of give give people a feel for uh, where what you're about, and where you come from. So, yeah, I'm down. Um, what was your entrance to making music? Did you begin as an MC or a lyricist, or or did you par- start with an instrument? Or my intro to music, honestly, was a uh, was my mom's. So my mom's was like like a crazy church singer. She mm-hmm. would sing on uh, like the worship band or whatever, and all up there. And I remember growing up, even as a kid. She would sing us to sleep every night, and I remember she had this voice. that was like, like literally, just like to this day, if I heard her sing, I'd be like, I'm going to bed because you know, it was like <laughs> she had, a, she has an amazing voice, and uh, I'm actually working on getting her on a song that's for, awesome. the, for some new stuff that I'm working on and shit. But that's where it started. Like my first, like I knew I loved music, like from that get go, and she would always play like old school stuff. It's funny. This is you know back when she'd play like those mini records and she'd play Al Green and stuff like that. You know, she'd yeah. just play random old school stuff, but then she'd also play like Bill Cosby comedy records and stuff like that. She yep. was, you know, kind of funny like that. But I remember I fell in love with all types of music, but as like a youth just coming up through grade school, I got heavily influenced by like 90s punk rock and stuff like that like really yeah like sublime and pennywise yeah no effects punk and drublick was like Dude. i had a tape that was like that was my shit you know what i'm saying like back in the day this like is a, this is a great surprise i did not know that yeah about you. man that You're was speaking like my language yeah man. that was like huge for me man i love that shit and like it was my dream back then i wanted to be the lead singer of like a punk band yeah and uh and i remember i remember like even getting drunk with a whole bunch of kids back then and we're like yeah we're gonna be the pounder seven because we like pounded seven beers in a row and thought we were the coolest. All it was right. the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life for sure. But hey, um, we all had really bad band names, you know. <laughs> if you don't have seven. a terrible band name, yeah. you haven't been playing music. Oh long my enough, god, right? for sure, buddy. <laughs> but I don't know. That that's that's kind of where the love for it started, and uh, um, and then. But I didn't have like it, my my genre of music or or genre of love for music has always been crazy wide open like yeah. i remember even back then even though i loved like green day dookie and yeah. like offspring smash and all that shit Dude, even though i loved best. even though i loved that right like that was awesome i remember first hearing uh coolio fantastic voyage that was my first rap single buddy that was my first literally the first i have a record on, on, on my new album where i talk about the first time that i kind of heard hip-hop and i didn't know how to react to it and yeah. it was fantastic voyage coolio this dude. tape and uh, uh dude yeah man and this so, is blowing my mind i'm telling you bro and and 
I remember being like, that's crazy. And then uh, obviously like I started listening to different rap stuff, you know, what like Snoop Dogg murder was the case and yeah. like gangsters paradise came out back in the day. And I remember literally sitting and, and this is probably how my mom knew I was going to fuck with music is she'd catch me with my headphones on and I made her buy me one of those 20 buck black and yellow cd discmans or walkmans or yep. no the tape uh the tape walkman the one that folded remember yeah. it would fold over the buttons and then you'd press play and you'd unfold it and it'd open up the tape yeah anyways and i had gangster's paradise in there and i would listen to it stop and then write out the lyrics so that i could read it off pages and try to memorize it to sound cool and I'll never... I've literally got my first Sony in here somewhere. I'm looking around Are for you it. Are like, serious? It's, it's the yellow That's one, too. I'm so like, good, man. That one, was, I'll never forget it, man. Yellow and black. I'll never, ever fucking forget that shit. And if you have it, I'm going to trip for sure. Oh, fuck. Oh, maybe it's in the shed. I don't know. That's hilarious, it though. Might, that it might be in storage, but no, it's the it's same not, shit. Well, it's not the Walkman, but like uh, you know what I, I'm talking I've about, though. A, the tape that fold it folds yeah, yeah. over, yeah, and, and like I clips. The, I had the the, oh, the, the the black and yellow like waterproof rubber button. Oh my god! Uh, Sony so funny, cassette bro. deck from uh, when I was two. That's so good, bro. Uh, <laughs> That's so good, man. Which just goes to show how long that they kept that same design, like for their for their tapes, oh, you know, I, for sure, man. But but literally, I would sit and I would listen to the lyrics, and I I'd, I'd listen to like twenty seconds of it, pause, and then I'd write it out, and then I'd play, nice, pause, and I'd write it all out until I had the whole song, Fantastic Voyage. Gangster's Paradise, Noob Dog Murder was the case, you know, Ice Cube, whatever I had, and I would memorize those so that I could like sound cool in the mirror. And I didn't I remember I didn't even like rap it to other people. Like yeah. I just I just wanted to know it. I just wanted to know what it was about, you know, or whatever it happened to be. That was kind of like the beginning, I guess, of my passion for it, but I didn't know where it would go. Cause at the time it was like, no, I'm not I'm not like making music or anything like that. Like Well, yeah, but like we all start as fans you know you got to be a huge fan if you're going to take that road for yourself and like that that's something i love are all those little stories of of um well and and honestly even to this day like uh there was a while i was doing um a lot of cover albums and i would do you know i learn all of i'd learn like a whole set list of one artist songs right and doing that you find that you are now having to play differently or i'm having to rap differently when i would learn to cover idea songs or whatever for tributes and and I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's uh, that's like a new thing that's now in my head, right?" You know, yeah, and so you starting sure. starting that before even writing is like you are building your repertoire before you're even aware of it. You know, like, "Oh, I've already got." That's a cool way to think about it. Patterns, I haven't really thought about it. You know, like that. and cadences in my head because right. You know, you grew up on the shit. That's a cool way to think about it because I didn't really think about it like that. I just kind of put it off as like I was just obsessed. Like I just like like music or whatever. And you were. For sure. But later on, like you are subconsciously drawing on everything that you've ever heard, but especially the stuff that you are really taking the time to dissect and break down, you know, and and study and like, you know, you're putting in your homework. Well, and that's what's so crazy too is I look, I, I even listen to like, you know, some of my like, like the newest album bigger than me that i did yeah i listened to it and some of the tracks i'm like man that sounds pretty similar to some sublime shit 
because I'm still obsessed with Sublime. Bradley Knowles, all that shit. Like, I'll still, like, I sing my son to sleep every night, Santeria. I'm not fucking with you. Every night I sing Oakland to sleep, my son, and I sing him Santeria every single night, and he fucking loves it. Ever since he was even like, I remember he was like two or three (laughs) months, and he would going to flip out you know typical two three month just cries yeah and i have videos and i'm like watch this shit and i go i don't practice it and as soon as i start he stops and he just <laughs> look and he starts smiling you're carrying the, on the tradition oh my god is the cutest just how you had it oh buddy it's the cutest shit in the world but like i i to this day listen to so much randomness you know like my wife i remember when we first started dating she'd think i was so weird because she'd get in the car one day and i'd be listening to metallica or some shit yeah. and then the next day i'd be listening to brother ali yeah and then the next day you know whatever and 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 i'll go on patterns you know where i'll just listen to the same person for like six months straight like that's i'm yeah. just only fucking with jay cole or i'm only fucking with brother ali or you know whatever i happen to be and that'll that's just how it'll be for like six months whatever is in my car whatever i'm vibing with at the time it's just it's so funny but sublime's been one that's like that's a consistent for me for sure well yeah there's always for me anyway i go through phases as well as far as like okay right now i'm listening to a lot of more punk rock Right now, I'm listening to a lot more hip-hop, you know, whatever. And it, and it goes back and yeah. forth. But really, those core things that, that you first love, they, they, they never don't go out of you. rotation, they man. They don't leave you. They, they don't, don't get you. old. Well, and I feel like every person from probably our generation, like that 90s or whatever, like is obsessed with that 90s. I feel like whatever generation you grow up in, that's what you're going to be obsessed with. However, I know I'm biased. But that 90s punk rock shit, that Green Day Dookie, that Offspring Smash, <laughs> smash, that fucking shit was money. You can't hate on that shit, man. That's funny because this is not the to first this day, time you listen had to the same shit. conversation. Pearl Jam, listen to any of that shit. Yeah. That shit, come on. You, you can't. You can listen to every one of those albums and even Metallica, all that shit. And you're like, oh my God, this is fucking, it's just money from, you know, from track one to track end. So it doesn't matter. It was matter. a magic time. And the fact that like all of those different style i mean if you look at sublime for example like and i know that a lot like a lot of my musicians friends uh musician friends will shit on me for liking sublime like particularly when i worked at a music store i don't know why and like oh those fucking guys are just a bunch of drunk frat kids or whatever i'm like wait 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 okay maybe if you were to look at them maybe some of their fans or whatever and and make a snap judgment i could see that yeah from a distance but if you actually break down what they do stylistically, yes. they mix genres in a way that nobody does. Like, no. I learned yeah. what sampling no. was from 40 Ounce to Freedom. Yeah, that's so dope. Because I heard that's the same so drum tight. break on Scarlet Begonias that was on the interlude at the end of Paul's Boutique. And I was like, wait, that's oh, the same see, drums. It was so Funky Drummer. Tight, I didn't know bro. what it was. And that's, I was like, what is that? And I looked up so which tight. album came first, you know? And then you start going down the rabbit hole. I don't understand you why know? people hate on someone. Like, I never really understood that, to be honest. I'll forever be saddened about Brad's passing because not only did they not get to experience their success, like he died before their oh, breakthrough yeah, album came yeah, out, but then sure. on top of that, what they came up with on that record was so inspired and so original. And like the last track being Doing Time. And yeah. the production, the beat, the the all melody, it, everything, the way that they b- mixed styles on that, and then did the Doing Time EP with like Snoop and Farside and all, yes. all these great artists. Like, well, if Brad what could would have see, come next? Well, and if Brad could see like the way that his voice would influence mm. so many, so many, because you know, like that to me was what I was always instantly drawn to with him was his man. The his his dude can fucking sing, and not only can he can he sing, but he can he can carry that emotion, and not a lot of I don't know not 
not a lot of artists. I feel like everyone. There's a ton of people that can sing, but not of them can like carry that real emotion. Like I wrote this shit. This is my life. I'm putting it on a track. Yeah, you know that dude I mean? can scat and make me want to cry <laughs> for sure. Like, like yeah, he's just for got so sure. much yeah. emotion oh, in those so notes. Good. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's so good, man. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy when I think back to like the early days of my music because, you know, uh, really where I came to the point where I was going to do music was when I was homeless, man. I was living downtown Eugene where fucking the streets are now paved, but they used to have no streets back there. And remember, it yeah. was just, you know, it was nothing. I slept on park benches down there and fucking carried a broken 22 and would rob motherfuckers thinking I was the coolest dude in the world until I got robbed until, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And like, and all these other shit. And I remember like kind of the scene and the, and the, and the people I was around and, and my friends and all these other things, they were into the hip hop culture of it, right? Like graffiti and everything. And, and, and graffiti was something I fell in love with and I was all about, but that's kind of a, a, a different network of it, but it was all intertwined. And I remember going to hip hop shows and all this other stuff. And then I, I became really close friends with a lot of really talented street MCs, like that would that would beatbox and freestyle cipher all the time. And I yeah. remember specifically when it was that I first like spit my first freestyle. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I was at a park downtown, middle of the night, with a couple of homeboys, and uh, and I beatboxed for them while they were rapping. And one of my uh, buddies, Steve, uh, rest in peace. He um, he was so crazy talented freestyle like i remember i'd beatbox for him and just you know and i just wanted to be around it you know what i mean i was just like in the mix like holy shit you know what i'm saying like this is crazy yeah. what this dude's doing and him and my boy james fury from animal oh, yeah. farm james baker uh -huh. and uh, uh i remember they were like ender you're always around us you're beatboxing why don't you rap man why yeah. don't you freestyle just try it and i remember being like oh no that's not my thing man and they're like just try it man and even though in the back of my head I remember I had even like wrote some cheesy little rhyme at the house, you know, but never yeah. shared it with anybody. Like you I wanted I to do it, like but my, they were like intimidating, yeah, for sure. man. Like they're, well, they're and, killing and, it. And I cypher. was like, I just, I don't know. It never really came to my head like, yeah, I'm going to rap. It was just like, I just loved the scene, loved the culture, yeah. loved the graffiti, loved the beatbox, loved it all. But, you know, didn't really know my place necessarily. And I remember uh, when I kicked that first freestyle and it was basically anything that I could do to rhyme with Ender. Yeah. It was like... So you already had the name from the beginning. Started with graffiti. Ah. Uh, started with graffiti, okay. man. Yeah. So it started with graffiti in, 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 in that scene. And that's uh, um, kind of where I went, you know, for years. And to this day, there's probably plenty of people that don't even know my real name is Kenneth. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. When you, know? you when you changed your Facebook name to your real name, yeah. um, I was seeing your post for a few days before I realized who it was yeah, for I'm like, sure yeah, wait for wait sure. who's yeah. this guy oh yeah. shit that's Ender all right, people, all right. that's what I'm saying like for years on the streets that's what I went by people would be like hey Ender you know and that's just that's yeah. just it or whatever when I was living down there and that's so funny. that's what I went by for a long time yeah I was like I was like who's this dude I don't remember adding this dude yeah I don't recognize that <laughs> yeah, name for sure for sure man and I guarantee there's numerous that do that too I was and, like is this a bot I know yeah for <laughs> sure yeah like who is this it's weird like, oh shit no because well, my last name's so goofy it's like <laughs> you're like what is that that's got to be a fake last name when you see I it. I got that too. Yeah. It is what it is, right? We're not going to get into that. But so, so uh, back to your your freestyle here. Oh God, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was classic. What'd it, your friends say? You know, honestly, 
who knows if they were like minted at the time, but I remember them being like, man, that's pretty good. Just keep it up. Nice. And like, they were super encouraging. They were super, you know, and every time. And then what I noticed is I did start to get better. I just noticed I started to get better. And like, cause I would do it more. Every cypher that I got in now, they'd pass mm -hmm. the mic to me. You know, they'd kick, give me the elbow next. Nice. You're next on this. You know, they'd pass around the cypher and, uh, uh, and a beatbox or whatever. All right, Ender, you're next. You're next. And so whatever that last word was, I'd pick it up, you know. So the cypher culture, like the old school, on the street, freestyle shit, that was that shit that made me. That was that shit that like... Man, that that's why I believe so much in the culture of hip hop and how and how much deeper it is than what people look at and just judge it immediately by. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. for me, it's like that freestyle shit. Like when people nowadays, fuck. I mean, nowadays the definition of freestyle has changed so you know what I'm saying so much that now it's like let's shoot a music video well, to this quote unquote freestyle that we're calling it. Well, you know? I mean, we can go off on a tangent there, but oh, really God. the version that you're talking about, the improvisational one is the second definition thanks to micah nine and ac alone and those guys but like i mean you ask percy peers you know For or somebody sure. back in the day like yes what they do on you know sway percy is a P. that, oh, that that's a freestyle too you know it's got that unfortunate double meaning where now everyone has to uh get each other's throats about it well, but like really I it it's true both ways. Well, I got love for, for, for both, right? For like, you look at what Black Dot did, right? And like, yeah, totally. Like, to be able to one take something like that, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? You can't hate on that. My, my issue is when I, you, you got guys like fucking Kodak Black or like whatever the next mumble rapper is yeah. coming out claiming some freestyle and then it's a full song with a chorus and a fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing, man? Yeah. And, and then let's shoot a video. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's hilarious, bro. But yeah, man, I'll, I'll never forget those early days, man, because I fucking was trash. It was hilarious. It was. Well, and you're, you're really experiencing the more like communal aspects of oh, like in no, a cultural sense of hip-hop whereas like yeah no it was i was family. more of an outsider of like you know just buying the records yeah you know aside from a couple arena shows like beastie boys or whatever like i'd i'd never even that's seen dope. a you show got to, you in got my to town see beastie boys though that's so dope. yeah like that's dope. one time way way back when um so one of my first concerts uh that's beasties dope. and tribe on the fucking oh hello God, nasty bro, tour I but dope. yeah dude when they when they brought um Mixmaster mike out to level up last year i went down there i was like i don't care how stupid i look i'm putting hello nasty in my pocket i'm yes. going to the front row yeah i'm going to get an autograph the moment that guy Period. walks off set because that was the first rap There's show no i ever shame saw in that shit and that's uh, so dope like the moment he started walking up and he picks up his jacket to walk off i just like right. and it was so loud in there no no one could hear anything yeah. so i wasn't even going to try to talk to yeah. him i just stuck out my hand that's with it. the marker and that's i was it. like please please <laughs> that's so tight don't see see and that to me is like that's the beauty about music like people don't know how they influence you you know what i'm saying like yeah those like to this day i'll never forget james baker and and my brother order one rest uh -huh. in peace like those two without them i'm not even sitting here talking to you right now yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's what's so powerful about this shit is like you're right that communal effect it was family it was like on a deeper shit and to this day james is my fucking brother yeah and, and what's crazy about it it's like the first time we met was like he hated my guts and circled me up with like five people and i pulled a <laughs> knife on him you know that was the, that was the first time we like interacted was like i was gonna murder him and so like it was Dude, fucking nuts weapons man. aside i have I actually made relationships with people who were like, man, I fucking hate that guy. And then you're like, after a minute, you're like, oh, you know, we're the same kind of prick. 
Yeah. You know? That's how it goes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And, and what's funny about that is that happens. And then we end up being like, to this day, I would take a bullet for him. He's my brother. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I talk to him. We text all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? And so That's awesome, man. You had such a, a, a strong... Um, you know, a couple friends to back you up and give you that push to kind oh. of, you know, step. Because I think about that sometimes, mirror, and I think about if they would have like been like, "All right, maybe you need to step back," and yeah, yeah. you know, hey, give you a turn, and then like, nah, play the background, yeah. kid, play the back, do like, the beat. I think about that shit, you know, because you know that was like the beginning. I guess it was the beginning confidence boost that was like, maybe I have something here. You know, it's funny, man, because I've been doing music for a long time. I don't know. I was just talking to my boy today. Uh, we got some guy time. We got to go out and fucking just shoot some guns in the middle of the woods, which was fun. But anyways, we, we were talking about how long I've been doing fucking music and shit like that. And, and I was just real honest with him. I said, to be honest, though, man, my focus was never directed. It was like I was just trying to rap to rap. Yeah. It was like I was just trying to rap to be an impressive rapper. You know, and I was so like, I remember when I'd sit down to make songs and I'd be like, and I'd get caught in my head. And I'd be like, I have to make a song you know, uh, about anger, or mm. I have to make a song for the club, or I have to make a song for girls. Mm. I have to make a song everyone can relate to. You know, I'd like... You got your, your quota that you have to meet for yeah, this. Yeah, like different- I, would, I would get in my head about all this fucking shit, and, and, and then I was... <laughs> Man, he killed me because he pulled out this CD that I gave him. 15 fucking years ago is that the one like you this. posted a, a picture of no that one okay. is even right. further than that that tape yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god dude yeah that's another level i haven't even heard that like since then so i don't you know what i mean like yeah oh that's gonna be next level when i hear that shit but no he pulled out the cd that was basically from around that era and what, what year are we talking? This is probably 2004. Okay. 2005, you know, something like that. One of the tracks I shout out 07, so there's an 07 track. So 10 years ago, you know, yeah. whatever, at the least. And I'm listening to this shit. And not only are the rhymes like so cheesy, but I was so like, it was clear, like just listening to it, where my head was at. Like I was so just trying to rap to be a good rapper. Like yeah. I just wanted, you know, whatever. And, and there was no real direction or whatever. And it was never... Like anyone that knows me knows I've never rapped to be some kind of famous dude. I just did it. I knew I was talented and it wasn't like on an arrogant shit. It's just I knew I was talented. I, I would like doing it. I enjoy it and I love it. So I'm going to do it. But I didn't really go, maybe I have something here and maybe I could look at this like a business or maybe I could actually like uh, be honest about what I'm going through in my life. And yeah. Maybe I could actually talk about real shit. Like, instead of trying to write a song for the girl, trying to write a song sure. for the this, or for, you know, or trying to make this checklist of fucking, like, each record has to have this. Like, well, and, and honestly, the, now that you say that, this, I can kind of remember a time when we're doing, like, John Henry shows or something like that back yeah. then. I remember watching your sets and sometimes realizing, like, there was a, like, a paradox of, like, you're up there doing this awesome verse where you're just, taking down all of the mainstream and it's right, anti this right. and whatever yeah. over a beat and a hook that is very much designed mainstream to be a club track that's like supposed to and and i was so funny that's exactly that what we were talking in my head. about i'm like well that's kind of weird you know yeah and then you know by the end of the set i would forget about it but you just reminded me oh, like that's so I funny i totally did notice that we were listening to one of the songs today and i was listening i was like 
I was I go, do you hear that? I go, that chorus didn't even match the the content of the first verse. Yeah. Like it literally like didn't match at all. And it was even back it was back when like the whole get low trend of songs was coming out. Like Lil John was get low oh, yeah. and everybody was saying get low in their fucking songs and like flow rider and all that bullshit was coming out and whatever. Yeah. Anyways, and literally like the chorus is like it says something, get low, blah, 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 blah. And then the whole every verse, I'm just like yeah, fuck this mainstream. <laughs> like, I, was, I I knew what my intention was, but my focus was just was just off base, you know. And that's why you said earlier, like disappeared for a while. Like, yeah, man, I I basically at the kind of I don't know at the peak of whatever my local you know music career, if you want to even call it that, yeah. just doing shows basically is what I was doing got engaged and then my wife got into nursing school or my then girlfriend and so it was like we can either stay here but there's a two-year waiting period or we can go to oklahoma city yeah hammer these two years out get your rn you know she'll be a registered nurse and so that's what we did we dipped out and handled that and it's weird man i stepped out there and and i stepped out there with like the thought process of like I'll be able to like do some new shit out there, you know. It'll be in Oklahoma City. I don't even know about Oklahoma City, you know. Like but start we'll just, from scratch. Yeah, we'll start from scratch, and I'll get some new fans, or and, you know, and I'll work with some new artists out there, and I'll try and get you know some a more reputation out there. And then I moved out there, and because the missus was in school, like mm -hmm. I had to get more than a full time job because I was paying the bills and doing all these other things. And we, oh, yeah. and when we first moved out there, no joke, we moved. <laughs> I'll never forget, man. We fucking drove in a rider big ass you know rider truck we yeah. rented with our little acura integra two-door on it. the back yep towing it and we had 485 bucks cash that was it all of our money when we pulled into oklahoma city man we moved into the projects we lived in project housing we moved in a two-bedroom this is how you know you're in the projects two-bedroom uh apartment for 200 dollars per month damn so you know you're in the hood for sure <laughs> and so we, we moved in there and thank god we were only there for like six months because i worked my fucking ass off and you know i went into selling cars and doing whatever else i could do to just make crazy as much money as i could to get out of there you know what i'm saying yeah. and quick and uh, um and we got out of there but when i moved there i realized that one the culture is so much different so much different you know northwest we get spoiled really with with how open our musicians and and hip-hop and like you could oh, go yeah to man a it's a creative you could go, yeah, that's what i'm saying you could go to a show and, and not know anybody and if you're new in town and you rap you'd be like hey can i rap maybe on the next show and they'll yeah. be like yeah we'll put you on you know what totally. i mean out there was not like that at all like you know it was a situation where like i'd go to some shows and hand out some cds get some numbers meet some people but it was almost this weird like no nah, you're not a part of the clique you're not from here you know yeah you're <laughs> yeah you ain't from here like yeah you know and, and oklahoma city is a fucking big city you know what i mean it's a it's not small when you first hear it you're like oh that's small well it's like top 10 in the nation as far as population is fucking big really and i'd go huh. to these shows and what i realized is like there was only like four openers the same ones repeatedly mm. ev on every fucking show you know or whatever it happened to be they got to connect and it was just you know it, it was what it was it's all good however for me i was so fucking busy and caught up with trying to provide and blah 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 and all this other stuff i got so wrapped up to, into my head that i became really resentful against music man mm. really resentful against what my music had become and kind of downtrodden on myself and secretly resentful towards the missus but i wouldn't tell her anything like that you know because sure. i didn't like want her to you had to move and make this sacrifice yeah and, you know it's all it's all, all compromise yeah, for man sure. you know? and so there was all those 
there was all those fucking emotions, man, and all those different things. And I just got into my fucking head and I recorded a whole bunch of shit when I was out there, but I just got so wrapped up. I'm like, this ain't good enough. I'm not putting it out. This good yeah. enough. I'm not putting it out. Just, just got too concerned with what I was doing. And, and I got back in my head about, I just, I need to write this. I need to, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just eventually was like, you know, fuck it. You know, I bought a fucking motorcycle. I was riding Route 66. It was fucking, you know, like just doing whatever I could to keep my sanity. You know what I'm saying? And, and whatnot. And, and honestly, uh, it was a nice little, I don't know, kind of like then I hated it, man. And, and to this day, I got really down, like into a deep, dark, emotional fucking place but once we, once she graduated and we moved back here, it was like all these different things happened, you know, uh, in our life. Like, you know, we, we, we got married. So there's, there's this happening, you know, and that takes fucking forever. You know, you know yeah. how that shit goes. Then we have a kid. It's like, oh man, you just add a whole nother equation to the fucking, yeah. you know what I mean, to the building. And so anything of your hopes and desires and all that, it's not like a mean thing, but expectedly so. You change so, your priorities, man. It's you a change to. of priorities. Yeah. And you got to put the kid, you know, and you got to put the kid first and, and put wife first and you do all these other things. Well, then I remember this was like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. No, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was about two years ago now. Oakland was my son was just a couple months and um, a buddy of mine had came over and he's a dad veteran dad had like three girls and they're like eight nine ten you yeah. know whatever he's an old producer uh, that I worked with way back in the day anyways I just kind of was soaking up dad game from him really just on like hey man you know this shit I'm stressing out I'm going through some weird like fatherhood depression shit man like you yeah. know not knowing if I'm gonna be a good dad you know all these weird fucking thoughts I grew up without a dad so becoming one was powerful you know it was like yeah oh shit and like, then you got this pressure to do it better and for you know, sure yeah. of course naturally you know what I'm saying and and so uh I was just soaking up game and I was just being honest with him because he asked he goes what's up with the music I was like man you know I write I record and shit like that I go but I'm just I'm kind of down about it man and uh I don't really know where to start. Don't know where it's going to go. He goes, well, here, man, I got this CD of beats. Mm. And uh, and I know you still got the fire in you, man. So why don't you just listen to these and see if any of them grab you? Yeah. And fucking, I listened to that CD and like three of them made this new album, The Bigger Than Me. Nice. Like the first one was, was Hallelujah. I don't know. Yeah, that track, single. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, and that one, right off the bat, I just started vibing with it. And I got on this wordplay shit and just... Boom, there Man, it went. There's something to be said about taking some time to live life. Oh, man. Because in what we do, and I want to go back and talk about some of your uh, earlier uh, recordings and, and experiences uh, kind of getting off the ground, but like, there's something to be said about working so hard for so long oh. that I, I would put out a new track, you know, and ask somebody what they thought of it. And they'd be like, oh, man, that's so good. Like, that, that totally reminds me of, of this record you did. And I'm like, right, right. oh, well, maybe that's not good. And I, I heard that a couple of times. Like, oh, yeah, that's total, That's like classic Sammy shit, man. That's awesome. I was like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying differently than you're intending, and it's good, you know. Because right, they're, right, they're right. like, oh, yeah, that's, that's totally what I want from you, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. I am really close to repeating myself, you know, right, like right. without realizing yeah. it. And so I made a bunch of group albums with the illusionists, made a few solo ones. And at that point I was hearing that and was like, okay, 
we're going to do the punk thing. We're going to do the singer-songwriter thing. I'm going to take a break. I'm not going to allow myself to write one solo rap song. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I took a, a hiatus, and then once I came back, I was hungry. My flows were different. My voice was different. Like, yeah. you know, the, the things I'm talking about are different. different and it's like, yeah. oh, my God, th- this is what I needed was right. just to, like, yeah. shut that off for a little while and go through life and have something new to talk about and have that, like, fire that, that needs to get right. out. Not the, like, yeah. oh, man, that's a cool beat. I want to write to it. Right. But, like, yeah, yeah, but, like yeah. I got this thing in my chest. I got to get I got to get this. You yeah, know, I like, got to get this. That's the thing. is like when you hear the urgency in music that was created out of some sort of passion as opposed yes. to just, like, yes. going through the motions, you Dude. know. Yes, um, bro, yeah. And, 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 like, I feel that when I hear your new shit, it's got cool, that man. hunger and that people don't like to use the word maturity when they talk about their artwork but like as we've been doing this longer you have to embrace some of that you know i, I you, embrace you, it fully yeah 100%. exactly there's no doubt i listen to my first record and then i listen to this one and it's night and day yeah it's not even the same shit and i take pride on that to be honest i'm really happy about that man because i got 12 years clean and sober you know i'm a recovering addict and alcoholic and and, and for those first whatever six seven years the fact that I didn't maximize what I was going through and actually put in my music and I was so concerned with all this other bullshit, yeah. it like blows my mind because who'd have thought that at 32 years old, this is when my momentum of my music would finally start driving. Yeah. And and like, but honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way because if it, if any of, if like the national tour, if, you know, any of these things would have happened even, even four years ago, I don't think emotionally i would have been mature enough to handle it i don't think spiritually i'd be you know mature enough to handle it i don't think on any of those levels that i'd be even fucking ready for it man and so to be able to like with this album it wasn't i remember i sat down with the wife when i like decided i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna get back in the saddle and i'm gonna record a full album and i'm gonna put this shit out yeah and i sat down with her and i was like listen i'm gonna need your extra support you know to watch the little bit man a little bit more so i can be in the studio and it's gonna mean some sacrifices you know i'm not gonna be able to be around as much and whatever happened to be but you gotta understand you're gonna get a better you're gonna get a better version of me because i'm me again yeah you know what i mean because i mean i'm I'm not harboring that resentment i'm able to release it i'm able to because for me music writing has always been a huge self-care for me yeah writing like fuck just writing has been such a huge self-care for me and so for me that's what it was all about it was like i need to get back to taking care of me again because anyone that knows me is like fuck man i take care of a lot of shit i'm always there for a lot of different people Mm -hmm. but unfortunately the problem with that is then you end up putting yourself on that back burner and burning yourself the fuck out yeah and and this that's what this new album was it was about the fact that this is so clearly bigger than me my wife my son my fans my friends that have encouraged me to to not give up and in that for whatever reason there's still something and man there's been so much proof in the pudding since putting that album out you know direct messages on facebooks or emails or whatever of people that are saying like i've gotten some pretty crazy shit man people saying they're close to and in their lives man and say say they listen to track number one and it's their it's their daily gratitude like they listen to that because it just helps them to feel grateful like shit like that that, mind like shit like that like like motherfuckers from maine from maine you know or like you know whatever like it's like you can't and 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 this is what kills me is like you have that effect and you don't realize you're having that effect on somebody and then and then some fucking ignorant motherfucker will come up to you and go hey man so how much you making off this rap shit yeah i go man i've spent so much more money than i've ever (laughs) earned on music you know what i'm saying i've spent so much more money than i'll ever earn on music but the point is is that 
if I was to die leaving like your house tonight, if I was to crash in the car, like, would I be satisfied with what I did? Of course I fucking would. Yeah. Because those people, those connections that I made, those fucking hugs that I embraced with people, those eyes that I look into, like powerful shit that you really can't put a word to, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't put a price tag on that. And and that's why, you know, I've put myself at a a financial loss these last... Right here I don't know, a number you, of friend. years since 2011 when we did the, I, I quit my job for this tour and it's restricting in a lot of ways it hurts in a lot of ways but these experiences and that's what you have to take. are so priceless yeah They're, i mean and think about living without them if you weren't to have them because that's what i think yeah. about like when the offer for this national tour came up i'm yeah. like hey will you come with me my boy tyler shout out to overtime by the way but when he got at me and he was like hey look man i know you got talent but people need to hear it and, yeah. and you need to get on the road why don't you come with me? When he shot me that, th- like obviously, I'm like, I need to think about it. You know, just yeah. on the on the mature level. Because like, that hey, was a long tour. Like, hey, I need, yeah, like, yeah, hey, I need to think about it. Because obviously, there's a whole bunch of planning involved and different shit that you know. It's like, fuck, we need to really dial this in if this is gonna happen. But you know, it was sitting down to think about what if I didn't go on that. Yeah. You know, what if I had the opportunity and didn't? And everything that like I really try to represent with my music now where I'm at in my life is what good is the gift of being able to rap or do any of this shit and not doing it? Yeah. Like what good is it? What good is the fucking gift for Picasso to paint? And he doesn't fucking, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not going to do that shit. You know? Cause I think about and we it. We all know those people too. Who are super sure, talented. They're man. just like, don't do it. Bro, I got one of my fucking closest man, insanely talented artist, like yeah. drawing, painting. He could do tattooing and everything. He's locked up right now and bless his heart, man. He's been institutionalized his whole fucking life. He'll probably never be the same, but the dude is the best artist I've ever witnessed with my own eyes. Yeah. The dude could have done fucking anything, literally anything. And probably still could if he got his shit together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like on a real level. But that's what I'm talking about. It's like, I feel like if I'm lucky enough, if I'm blessed enough to have some kind of gift to grab a pen and sit down and fucking write, yeah. And don't, what do I tell my fucking son when he's, you know, 17, 18, he's like, hey, I really got yep. this passion for fucking doing this shit. What did you do, dad? Mm-hmm. Oh, I had this opportunity and I didn't go. Yeah, I turned it down. I figured I, sh- I should I stay took at this, work. I, yeah, I took yeah. the safe route, you know, figured I should do this shit. Yeah. And like, you know, my wife knows this about me is like, I- I'm really, you know, uh, I'm really on that you're not promised tomorrow type of shit. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and I want to make sure that while I'm here, I'm going to maximize the fuck out of what I'm doing. Every handshake I have, every fan I talk to, every message. That's why like people, it's funny, man, they get weirded on my Facebook and shit because they'll message me and I'll reply. Like I talk with motherfuckers and they they think, you know, like, oh, you're some big, like, no motherfucker. Like I live in Eugene, Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Royal motherfucker. (laughs) Like, you know, and so I'll respond to them and chit chat with people all day long about just the most random ass shit because to me the fact that they're even willing to listen to my shit yeah. is like thank you and thank those you. people who do reach out and say that it means something oh fuck um uh, those are the things that you carry with you forever because forever. there's always going to be those stupid ass youtube comments oh, God. and there's always going to be those days that you doubt yourself and whatever mm-hmm. and you know, maybe you have a few of those days in a row and you get this one message oh, where somebody like opens up to you about and, it and, and it you're can, like, damn, really? Yeah. You're like, I almost didn't even put that song out because I thought it was too personal or some right? shit like yeah. that, you know, and then like, man, I'm so glad I did. See, and that's what's so dope that, you know, it's like 
somebody will send you that's what's so crazy right is they'll send you a, a message and go hey thank you for doing this you didn't you're like man you don't even know how that message yeah. just changed what i was looking at or thinking about you know it's yep. like i can't even tell you how many times that shit has happened where like my perspective is down or like whatever happens to be and then i'll get some message it's like hey i just want to let you know man that that one track and that one thing you said you know or whatever it happened to be you know yeah. what i mean well all of a sudden switch my perception in that one day that one fucked up mood that i'm going through or whatever it's fucking crazy man so like it's really sparked some like really deep look self-reflection this last album you know yeah. what i mean of like you know because i even listened to it and i'm like I can do better. You can always hear that stuff. I can do yeah. better. I can do better. Yeah, and it's, you're always you, going When you're to, in yeah. the middle of a project, you're so married to it. You listen to it right. every day as yeah. you're chipping away at it, you know, an, another yeah. verse, another mix, another whatever, yes. you know. Yes. And and so you're you're just so in it that it's hard to step back objectively and go, "Ooh, but really if I just tweaked this word and that word and oh it'd be so much cleaner or I you know, know. Oh, you are your own worst like, critic why for am i sure. going aggressive on this song when it should be like you know more conversational or whatever yes. and, and and some of those things will reveal themselves themselves in time you know that's all part of the journey like i just today i listened to my rough mix of uh my next album in the living room i got a reminder on my phone because i have these set on this day such and such mm -hmm. album yeah came out it was Bears Repeating, like my first uh, uh, like post-illusionist rap album. Yeah, dope. I, I put that on after my rough mixes of the new shit, and I was like, oh, man, this like, oh, there's so much potential, and oh, you should, you know. Yeah, and yeah, my yeah. wife's like, man, why are you so hard on yourself? I was like, because that's how you get better. Right. Yeah, oh, there's nothing sure. wrong with this record. It's, it's a good, yeah. it, was, it was a great place in my life. It, it, it launched all these other things, but like I hear it now, and I'm going, man, if I do reprint that, Am I going to start like redoing vocals and shit? Am I going to start you know, like, yeah, yeah. remixing? I'll do like, this remix. You know, like, yeah, yeah. For oh, sure. God, I don't know. You know, because like you want to keep topping yourself, you know, every time. And, I, and I'm with you. I think that's a good thing for sure. I think it's a good thing to want to do that. I think, I think where it can go into a bad direction is like when you get so um, wrapped up into trying to aim for some standard, you know, or whatever, or like meet someone else's expectations, yeah. you know, like trying to meet the world's expectations of what, it, and that to me is what my old music was. Like I was trying to meet some worldly expectation of yeah. what a dope rapper was supposed to look like or supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I just dropped a, a, an acapella like a week or two ago or whatever. I saw that, yeah. Cool, man. What'd you think of it? Yeah, it was cool. I, it was different than I expected because it was more like, it wasn't so bar heavy nope. as yeah. nope. usual, you yeah. know. It was more just like I'm giving you stories and perspective, and and, and and that's what I was trying to do. And in that, in that, it, it you know, I even said I took a step back and I stopped trying so hard. There's a sense of freedom in letting people know what's inside of your heart. Yeah, and that that to me right there, that line kind of defines what this last album was. Yeah, and and what my current kind of genre is you know what i mean because before it's like i didn't even know where my lane was i was like it was fucking everywhere you know what i mean it was like i'm doing i'm trying to do this so, i'm trying to do that and so, so back then i mean when we listen to our shit now we have a certain we have enough detachment that we can analyze it and whatever for sure but like at the time when you go from okay now they're letting me into the cyphers this is fun mm -hmm. to like you know what? I think I'm going to make a record. How that, did that come apart? That transition uh, was pretty crazy for sure. So I started getting like invited to like open mics and random shit. And so I'd show up in freestyle and then I'd, then I'd battle and I'd do these battles. And I, I don't know if you remember the dojo battles. 
They were back at the at this dojo that was by by Washington under Washington Jefferson Bridge, and they were at this karate dojo. I don't think and I they ever happened. Went to that. I think they happened once a month or like every other week or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they happened for a minute. They happened for like I want to say like six months or something like that. It wasn't anything crazy, but like anybody could go down there and you can enter the battle and like if the winner would get like a hundred bucks or like whatever it happened to be. Yeah. And uh, you you had to like basically go down the 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 bracket you know what i'm saying like you'd start out you'd battle and if you won you go to the next one if you won you go to the next one whatever and uh, uh i remember like i started winning those nice to get my fucking food money you know yeah. what i'm saying or whatever to get my food money or my beer money or whatever the fuck i was doing and i started getting these shows and then next thing you know i was like putting together like like really anywhere i could record if i like if somebody came up to me and they heard me rapping they go hey you're really good i got a studio at the house i can you know you should come over i'm like cool i'll be there tomorrow right does that <laughs> yeah. work like and i'd show yeah, up what wherever, time yeah i show up wherever they are and they're like here's my bathtub here's my mic in here and mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was like whatever hookup they had but i didn't give a fuck because i'm like just put me in here i want to record because i didn't i didn't have any of that shit and so yeah. i'm like whoever can press record for me just oh what beat do you have i don't care i got five on it sure put it on you know like it didn't so, matter to so me. So you're just getting beats from whoever's willing to record you? So pretty much back then, yeah. It was like, yeah. whoever can get me into a booth, I just want to rap. And then I remember at the time I was working at Gold's Gym, yeah, I got a fucking phone call from a guy named Neil Henderson, man. And Neil Henderson was one of the original members of the Rod Stewart band. All right. Fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Anyways. And like, I don't, you know, I don't know the Rod Stewart band back then. I was like, okay, cool. I know who the Rod Stewart sure. band is, but yeah. I couldn't like name the members, you know what I'm saying? Or like whatever happened to be. And he's like, so my son got a hold of your demo. He's like, my son got huh. a hold of your demo, which which I had like thousands of CDs I had hand, you know, like just random just CDRs. You know, yeah, just random yeah. parties, you know, whatever. Because I'd battle at parties too and just hand out CDs like a fucking drunk idiot you know or whatever just and walk in and start dissing people yeah dude, just so stupid like anybody oh you rap okay and then, then I, it's just a fucking stupid ego shit you know whatever yeah but i remember he's like i want to just ask you like my son really likes your stuff he really loves this cd he thinks you got a lot of talent you know like wh- what are you doing with it you know mm-hmm. like what are you up to and i remember being like well no, i mean i'm doing whatever i can i don't have money i don't have i work at gold's fucking gym you know what i'm saying like i'm driving a stolen car you know (laughs) like i'm telling him like all this shit i'm like i don't have a studio i don't have any of this shit and so i don't know where it'll go to be honest and he's like well why don't you come out to my house and sit down and he's like i'd like to just talk to you for a minute and kind of get to know where your head's at or whatever cool and so i go out to his house and he lives like way out in Benita in the middle of fucking nowhere or some shit super fucking nice dude see his studio crazy fucking professional like what you imagine like when you think of like studio studios yeah. like and remember seeing one for the first time that was his and i remember Damn. being like oh my god like the plexiglass and the huge soundboard and fucking you know what i mean he's got instruments back there and fucking all this other shit and he was but he was super cool nicest dude in the world sits me down and he's and, and we're just talking he's like well look man if all you need is a place to record why don't you hit me up on a weekly basis and uh come over if you have your songs ready to record wow and 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 you can record here and i won't charge you nothing you just come here and just make sure you have your stuff ready to go and when you get in here i'll press record for you and and we'll get this done and 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 we'll, and we'll see where it goes so fucking get your shit together and i'll have your back so like. so for every week from then on for the next 
20 weeks or whatever the fuck it was, wow. I would I hit him up and I said, can I come Saturday or Sunday? And I'd have a song or two fully written, ready yeah. to fucking roll and, and record it at his fucking studio. And to this day, Neil Henderson, shout out to you, man. I fucking love you with all my heart, man. That's amazing, Yeah, man. it's crazy. And so, and, and his son, Nick, man. And so, um, record recorded the album. And which album was that? It was the, the Ender One, just self-titled, yeah. just Ender One. It's not even out. I took it off all publication. I took it off everything because I just was like, it was when I was in that mode of just like, I don't know if this is from, you know what I mean? Yeah. I took it all. I got all concerned and shit like that. And I'll probably honestly re-release it, like CD Baby It or something like sure. that. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was just thinking earlier today about releasing that tape. Yeah. But only exclusively to like, you know what I mean? To like to, the, to some diehards. Yeah, just like, hey, man, if you want to shoot a, I don't know, an email or something like that, maybe I'll send it to you. But Dude, you know. that's what we've been talking about with this like illusionist reunion is that couple years ago i started compiling everything that we had on all these hard drives that hadn't come out and it was like 40 songs isn't that crazy dude and so i had gone through like well maybe we'll do four installments of 10 and then uh, i was like that's a lot of shit and then maybe we'll do two long ones you know put it all two installments you know that's that's cool and then once we were realizing like oh shit our 10 year is coming up really soon you know what we should we should do it for that and we'll do a show we booked the anniversary show at the Hi-Fi coming up, and we uh, started going back through those old tracks, and I'm like, I think this is really interesting, but I also know that it's been like four years since we've played it all, right. and I'm not sure who is following this. So if we have any casual fans from our other projects that are like, oh, I'd like to check out this group for the first time. Yeah. I don't want him to hear that shit. And so <laughs> we're like, all awesome right, though, let's, just, let's just grab the best ones, That's... you know, whittle it down to like 12 or something. So That's how you got to do you, it. You want to you give the people who've supported you for a long time that cool shit, yep. that exclusive yep. shit. Yep. Yep. But then at the same time for the mass market, you want to control yeah. like, you, I want yeah, you to oh, hear my best None of my self, old shit you know? would be something like, oh yeah, for the first time, here, play this. Like, um, yeah, oh, I'm not putting that on yeah, Spotify. Like, like I, to be honest, listening to my old shit with my buddy today, I was like, turn it off, turn it off. Yeah. I can't fucking do it, man. I cannot listen to that shit. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll listen to like the first 20 seconds of the song and then I'm like, nope, turn that shit off. I feel like once in a while I can go back and, and listen to an old record, but I don't like to do it with anyone else around. Right, for <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, no Then I feel, way, like, I feel like I'm talking over it, like explaining myself. Yes, like, yeah, see, yes. there was a better take of that, but I just thought that it you know, like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so good, it's so true too. Yeah, because you end up, yeah, you end up like, hey, just so you know what was going on. Yeah. With that, you know? See, I would only say that for shock value. You know, you could look at it like satire, really, because you know I didn't believe it. Oh, know? that's so good, man. That's so fucking classic. But yeah, like man. when you listen back to yourself, you could totally just hear where you're at in that life, and kind of like you were saying with like the. If you hadn't taken that opportunity, like, how did I feel when I wasn't doing it? You know, yeah, it's like, I listened sure. to those early rap records I made, and I just hear this bitter, angry motherfucker. Oh, you dude. Know? And now I'm, you know, bitter and angry in a different For way. For sure. Yeah, you in know? a more mature yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going up. But, yeah. like, you just hear this just, like, free-floating hostility. Of, oh, like, for sure. And and all, I think the best word for it is what we used earlier, man. It's maturity. That's what it is. Yeah. It's it's not only musical maturity, but it's emotional maturity. It's all that fucking shit, man. And so like, I feel like anybody that's not willing to look that in the eye has some maturing to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got some maturing to do. And and I'm just grateful that like it's happened and is still happening because I feel like if I'm not actively 
growing, then that means I'm staying the same, which fuck that. Yeah. Ever since my son was born, man, that was the game changer. That yeah. was like, it's not about me, man. And and the things that are about me, I want to make sure that I'm pointing in the right direction, whether that be to God, whether that be to my wife, to my son, to, to leadership and just kind of, because I, I think about with like the music and the touring and everything like that, like on a big level, how later on in life he can be influenced by what that means to not give a fuck about what anybody tries to put on your life or a standard or an expectation and to follow what you love, not for anybody else, but for your own love and for your own passion. Yeah. And no matter where it ends up at the end of the day, it's better to have, what do they say? The love and loss. Yeah. That's a never love at all. Yeah. And, and, and that is like the realest shit in the world. I was watching, I watched like documentaries and I also watch, watch like inspirational shit too and motivational shit and uh, it's all this cheesy shit, but uh, Jim Carrey was doing a speech yeah. at a graduation. I think I've seen Did you that. see this one? Yeah, yeah. Or you talked about his dad? Yeah, it's nuts. You know, his dad had like this nine to five job or whatever for years and years and years because he uh, decided not to follow his dream of being a comedian. Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey's like, my dad was funnier than me. Yeah. Just think about that shit. He said his dad was funnier than him, decided not to follow it, stay in that nine to five lane, and then got fired from that job. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. It's like you decided to play it safe and you got fired anyways. Yeah. You lost it anyway. So like, fuck all that. Like, And as as a parent, I am not. But from, from my perspective, like the reason that I'm not is because I know how insanely hyper-focused I am on this one path and I always have been, mm -hmm. right? But I think that it's awesome when you can go through and actually have some experiences and have learned some things and had some ups and downs and whatever as opposed to you know i look at people like you know my mom had me at the age of 20 mm -hmm. and you know she sacrificed and made me her focus yeah you know until me and my brother were grown and then it was like well i guess i need a fucking hobby or something you know right, you know right. it's like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and yeah, i and sure. i feel like almost bad on a level like man i really interrupted your shit like i, I <laughs> you know i hope there's no resentment there you know like i right, I, yeah. I, I feel like a parent should be able to uh you know impart some life lessons that for they've sure. experienced and, and tried and failed and and gone for it and, yes. and and all those things and so it's it's awesome when uh, I you know, know guys you like mean, you though. and guys like cerebral and and people who are doing the parent thing and they put their family first no matter what honestly that was a also, huge sense of pride when it came down to the music you know, because just to be able to do put out an album and, yeah. and have a kid like just to do it while having a kid how like no for <laughs> yeah, real like yeah. I like when it was finally done that was like and it, like i mean done like it was pressed it was fucking mastered you know what in i mean everything was done it was in my hand i remember like looking at the wife and being like we did it yeah like we did it like it wasn't just fucking me you yeah. know what i mean that's why it's bigger, bigger than, than me because yeah th this is fucking us we did this shit yeah. because to be able to have a fucking at the time one-year-old mm -hmm. and find time to record music was like oh fuck like, how is this going to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I going to work? And really, it was just kind of bits and pieces whenever the fuck I could. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd write at nighttime, but you couldn't record, right? Because when he's taking a nap or when up. he's sleeping or, you know, whenever. Yeah, I can't wake him up. So it was all this crazy scheduling. And so to, to be able to do that alone was like fist bump. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like fist bump. So for anybody that's like a musician, like Sapient, 
I got crazy respect yeah. for the dude because he's got multiple kids, he's got his beautiful family, but yet he still finds time to do his music and be a father. Like I got so much respect for that type of shit because once I became a dad, you really realize you're like, oh shit, this is what life's about. Like this is on the next level. It ain't about me no more. Like yeah. this is not like I am on the fucking back underburner. Like I'm not even. And it's the impossible balance, even for guys like me who just trying to figure out marriage and and all and work things. and and your career on and top of that. You know your music blah, career blah, and all that. Blah, fucking, you know that balance is so difficult. And oh. so then to add a new priority that supersedes the rest. You know, yes. Like that's yeah. Props to you for pulling that off, man. That's that's great. Um. I want to ask one more thing about the uh, the the new direction, yeah. Um, because I and I didn't know this for the longest time either. But you work with my uncle Larry, yeah, at uh, Serenity Lane. I'm just curious about your your experiences there as a as a counselor and how that influenced the new kind of more self aware direction. So I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. I've been clean since uh, August 11th, 05. Yeah, and. Uh, um, uh, straight edge is my shit you know what i'm saying like i don't yeah i Me don't fuck, yeah i don't fuck with none of that shit and by the grace of god man getting sober changed my life for sure because i wouldn't be sitting here with you man i wouldn't none of this you know what i mean like for real i was headed yeah. to one box or the other you know what i mean that's just how it was going for sure and so it's funny i remember my mom she has such an influence on my life as a young kid even being like you know you're gonna be a counselor or something right <laughs> and she, and she, I'd go, I'd go, and this is even when I was like strung out, like you know what I mean, like mess. I'm like, mom, no, you know what I mean. I'm like, I'm currently high, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. She'd be like, no, you're gonna be something. You're gonna be a pastor. You're gonna be a counselor. You're gonna be something. She goes, I just know it. Just watch, and she'd just smile. She'd have this like weird, like just like she knew, just she that fucking, knowing, like like just that maternal. Nah, you're better than this. You got it. Just that motherly, like, like she fucking, she knew what's up. And, and I remember. Like, all my years of doing random fucking jobs, and I've worked so many fucking jobs, man. Like, I've, I've worked at fucking McDonald's. I've telemarketed. I've, I've sold shit door to door. I've fucking done every odd job you can... I've roofed. I've done construction. I've done manual. You fucking name, and I've done it. Yeah. And I remember all the time, even when I was doing sales, like car sales, when I was in Oklahoma City, man, it was fucking hilarious because I go there, and I'm this big, tattooed kind of aggressive looking fucking and they're like this guy's not going to do good in sales <laughs> i was the salesman of the month for the first like three months i was there you nice. know what i'm saying like killing it and i knew i was good at that shit but it wasn't where my heart was at man i was like yeah i'm fucking you know hustling these people but my fucking ethics are fucking being questioned you, you and, compromise I'm, that. and i'm compromising yeah. that and i'm going home at night thinking oh great i just sold this fucking lady this car and and who knows how long she'll be able to fucking drive it because her payments are so high or you know what i mean and yeah. all these different things and like it just really for me and 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 my focus like it it provided and it was a blessing while it needed to be you know what I'm saying? For my family. And I got so much respect for anybody in that business because it's such a hard job, man. It's such yeah. a grind. But I just knew the whole time that I was doing it, I'm like, this is just isn't me, man. This ain't me. You know, and 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 I go to meetings, you know, 12-step meetings and do this stuff and, and have a sponsor and work steps and all this and, and go, you know, uh, and have my spiritual growth and, and things that I did for my own self-care and my sobriety. And I and in the back of my head, I always like wondered, like, yeah, it'd be pretty tight to be a counselor. Yeah. But but that means a lot of schooling and that means a lot of this and that means a lot of that. And I, you know, always had my insecurities and things because I'm a high school dropout. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm never going to do any of that type of shit, man. I'm I'm not going to go to college about any of this. And then I remember I was 
working two jobs. I was I was selling cars here in Springfield. I was selling mm-hmm. cars, and I was working part time at a twenty four hour fitness in Gateway Mall back when it was there. Yeah, and somebody came up. I'll let him remain anonymous just for confidentiality and shit like that. Yeah. But I'm selling him a membership to the gym, and you know we're sitting talking about stupid fitness shit or whatever it is and then uh next thing you know i'm asking him about what he does and da, 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 da. oh i work at you know saran lane and blah, blah 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 he ends up telling me they have this internship program basically a fast track program you know where uh you can get all your hours there that you'll need that you would need for schooling anyways because you have to have clinical hours to sit in group and with yeah. counseling and all this other stuff and and you also attend class there they give you you know you go class with like you know uh with a certified master's phd teacher you know what i mean basically a huge guru which now that i know the duty straight up is you know yeah. what I mean? whatever and uh, uh and so you attend class there too so not only do you clean class you get the internship and the problem is this doesn't pay right mm-hmm. and it doesn't pay anything and it's more than full time, you know, it's going to be like 50 hours a week, you know, whatever it happens to be, it's, it's going to be a grind, you know, whatever it happened to be, ended up um, getting in there and, and talking to the missus who had just got on as a registered nurse, you know, mm, whatever, yeah. and I'm like, you know, hey, we handled what you want to handle, I really think this is the direction that, that I need to go in and that God's opened this door for me, I don't know what's happening, and it's so crazy because it's the same way that I look at my music now, it's the same way I've looked at my sobriety, right, which is like, if I meet an addict or alcoholic on the street or at a show or whatever, like, I don't care like where I'm at, I'm going to use my sobriety, you know what I mean, to, to be able to reach out and connect with this person if they need that in their life, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like, what good is mine if I'm not showing love to the next person that needs it? Because when I was strung out and when I was drunk and when I was all fucked up, somebody reached out to me and yeah. showed me love and said, hey, here's my number. If you ever want to go to a meeting or whatever, here it is. And, and so, and as much as it feels like we've, we've done all this work ourselves in oh, whatever part of our life, and oh, I got myself here, but like really there's a lot of people along the way oh, buddy, that made that possible. And that's the whole bigger than me thing, right? It's like yep. this was not, this was on another level for sure, man. And so I ended up going to that internship, applying myself in a crazy way. The classes were crazy hard. All that type of shit was really difficult. Tested my my psychology on a way that had never been tested because, you know, I, school was just it was not for me back then. You know what I mean? Grade yeah. school and high school was just not – it did not apply to me well. Our school system is pretty fucked now that I'm able to mature enough to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it just wasn't for me. And so to be able to go to this and then to finally take my test for my CADC1 to be a certified alcohol and drug counselor and pass – was like, oh, shit. That's a feeling, I remember man. I bawled like a baby, man. That's awesome. I bawled like a baby. I sat in my car by myself, sunny-ass day. It was on U of O campus, and I fucking bawled like a baby. I sat there and bawled like a baby, That's man. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, because it, awesome. it was powerful, man, because it yeah. was like, like I used to live on these streets down here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to, to sit there and do that, there's just so much gratitude that I have for every single person that was a chess piece in my life to allow me to get to that place of, of, of like, okay, now... Here I, I have this thing, I worked for it, I earned it, and I'm able to now bless other people, hopefully, right, and help other people. And so, yeah, man, I, I still, to this day, I work three days a week at the Drug and Alcohol Treatment Center and fucking, you know, and, and am able to have a hand in, in hopefully in somebody else's growth, man, which is, you know, you know, they say we keep what we have by giving it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I keep what I have by helping somebody else out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because where I get fucked up is if I stay in my own head, an introvert, 
and just and you go know back I mean? to old cycles, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so it's been a uh, it's been a crazy blessing. You know, it's funny. You know, the music shit. People are like, oh, so, so when are you going to quit your job, job though? Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker, my job, job. Like, do you is realize me. what kind of music that I play? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's There's me. No it's breaking my music. It. Like, the, yeah. I'm like, you know, I've the, reached it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, man, it's fucking comedy, man. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where like. You know, I've thought about like, I wonder if I just, you know, stopped working completely there, put it all in the music. But ultimately, man, like that's a piece of me that like, if it's ever meant to be, you know, that like I step away, cool. But that's a piece of me that I love to be able to share with other addicts and alcoholics, man, because yeah. I don't know. And, just that, a- and that stuff can be, I mean, you never know, but that that can be the kind of shit that a person carries with them for the rest of their lives. Period. You know? Period. And, and I do to this day. Yeah. I do to this day. I remember, like, a huge influence of mine. Uh, his, his name was Garver, man, and he was one of my counselors when I was in treatment. And I'll never forget, there was all these square-looking motherfuckers, then here's this huge, so funny, man, a huge, bald, tattooed fucking counselor. And then I became one. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny, though, man, to think about that. Because I remember he stood out to me, and he stood out to me. Why? Because... He, I knew right off the bat, not only had he been where I'd been, he'd been more. He'd yeah. been more. He'd experienced more. And even though at the time I wasn't necessarily soaking up knowledge or anything like that, I was just a little cocky, arrogant, fucking thought I knew everything, you know, whatever. Yeah. His influence of like, hey, I've been there, man, and the road you're going isn't the one you need to take. There's yeah. other options. Just having that kind of an influence, man, and I'm friends with him to this day, man. I go yeah. and visit him and shit and say, what's up, man? And, you know, uh, the look of pride on his face is a cool thing to see, too. But it's, it's yeah, it's like you said earlier, like, this ain't just me, man. There's fucking hands everywhere. Yeah. Like, if anyone got any place good, they got there with help. You know, if I get somewhere completely, bad, completely. I got there by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My <laughs> like, bad. Yeah, no, man. I, I just have so much respect for it. Like, uh, you know, I, I am straight edge. And I've I've grown up Fuck that yeah. way Fuck because, yeah. uh, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and an addict when I was growing up. And right. I didn't get a close relationship with him until I was in, like, middle school. Yeah. And he gave me his five-month chip at AA and was like, I wasn't going to, or wow. NA, rather. And he said, wow. I wasn't going to tell anybody I was doing this until I, until I got this far. Wow. But, like, I want you to have this. And, like, I... I cry when I hold that Dude, thing in my hands, man. That means powerful. the world to me. me you know? tear up, man. And, fucking... and I'm getting misty right now. Yeah. And like, you know, my, my stepdad that raised me, he had gone through the program at Serenity Lane and lived a, a, a sober life and was able to help me when I was struggling to connect with my dad who was going through that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then his his brother, my Uncle Larry, had also gone through uh, the, the program at Serenity Lane. And, and, I love Larry, um, by the way. Yeah, man. and now he, yeah. he's worked Gotta there for, for many, many years. I have so much respect for it because I wouldn't be who I am today, right. and I've never gone through it, but all the people who have raised me and Influence influenced you. me and, and, yeah. and taught me along the way, you know, I got to learn from from their mistakes and hopefully have a, a better life because of that so you know and that's like, what's beautiful what about you're it. doing is is just great to me man thank you man and i got yeah i'm right there with you on that respect level man for sure because yeah it's it's uh it's a it's a powerful one and and that's what was so crazy honestly man about the tour was the tour had a similar effect to recovery man like how recovery like you use your story to bless other people and, th- yeah. and that and that really has been the driving force with the music with bigger than me with all this type of stuff is like you know, like I, w- I want to speak some real shit that I feel like, 
you know, I remember I, when I was down kind of in my head about music, I got really like, is there even a fucking audience still out there that wants real fucking lyrics? Yeah. I got real crazy in my head about, is there even an audience? Is there even fucking people that really are still hungry for that conscious hip hop that says something? Yeah. And like now it's like resounding yes like there's no doubt about it like i went <laughs> on tour to these fucking tiny ass little towns yeah you're playing like wyoming buddy and i played the tiniest Idaho fucking towns in the world and I met the most fucking coolest people on the planet in these fucking places that you would think there's no way hip-hop would be able to touch this community yeah and then you'd go into these fucking shows with 30 40 fucking people and you know fucking there'd be a, a line afterwards to fucking give hugs and fucking take pictures and all this shit afterwards of guys that are like hey i needed to hear what you said tonight thank you yeah like holy shit like i caught a a couple people like it probably sounded really weird at the time but like literally a couple people grown men grown women tears in their eyes come up to the fucking merch table afterwards like hey i've never heard anything like that but you just spoke about my life basically and i just wanted yeah. to say it and i'm like can i get that on camera and i just fuck you know just for my yeah, own just for my own memory just for my own or whatever to to you know to be able to meet these people and like shake the hand like we were saying earlier it's like holy fuck you really have no clue like what's out there but there's so much I don't know, like to go for, like the tour went from here to Maine yeah. and back, which was fucking just insanity for sure. And, uh, uh, and who knows, man, you know, God willing, I'll, I'll go on another one someday. But even if I never did, it's like, just to have but that you experience, it, you, know? you know what I mean? Just yeah. to have that experience. Like you said earlier, it's like, you cannot replace that. You know what I mean? However, if like five years from now, I'm talking about this story and if I didn't have it in my life and yeah. I didn't have that tour and I didn't have this podcast interview and i didn't do any of this type of shit what am i talking about who would you be yeah what am i talking about it's hard to say i think the most i ever experienced that kind of um interaction that you're talking about is when i was scheduled to go on the world is no idea tour which is already like a big emotional thing you know because we're kind of honoring yeah the, the, we all were either touched by his music or his person or everything so it's already a big emotional baggage on this right mm -hmm. and everyone's performing right after this really heavy film and and, yeah. and so it's, it's a very unique thing and the night before i'm supposed to leave i found out my my little cousin commits suicide <sighs> and in my head i'm like well i'm not i'm not going yeah you know and and we're sitting there that night it's probably four or five in the morning by this point and i was like all right well i'm you know we should probably go i need to i need to you know, call the guys in a couple hours yeah, and tell yeah. them, you know, and they're like, what? No, no, you've got to go. You know, yeah. and my whole family was like, go. you've got to go. They're like, what, what can you do here to stop it? Right. You know, I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. And so I went in really bad spirits to that, but I wrote something for him while I was driving. And when I performed on that tour every night, I would see people, you know, wiping oh, their dude. eyes and, and, and shit like that. And I would come off stage and it was just, the rest of the night, people were coming up to me and sharing their own stories of like, oh, uh -huh. my dad or yeah. my yeah. sister or, or, or I survived this or whatever. And, and having the most insanely real conversations with strangers that, that was so healing and that I couldn't imagine feeling had I stayed home and nah, and yeah. and you tried to, to do quote unquote sure. the right thing. Yeah, you were you know? meant to go for sure. And, and there was such power in that. And, and honestly, I feel like going through that experience like right now if you listen to my record that's coming out this year yeah i don't talk about being suicidal and depressed yeah i don't um and it's not because there's not a, a 
a place for that in the music because I put it out there and, and it was it was cathartic and, and we connected with people. But I feel like that was such a, a lasting effect of, of losing him and, and having all those people share their stories of just how insidious this thing is, how many people it affects, oh, and, and how it's, it's everywhere. And then, then when I come home and, and other friends would confide in me secrets mm-hmm. that they'd never shared right. and things like that. And, yeah. and it, it literally changed the way that I think. Yeah. You know, oh it, yeah, for it, sure. It showed yeah. me so much perspective. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know that had I not gone on that one particular tour, I I genuinely feel like I would be a, a different person now. Guaranteed. Like how crazy is that? Yeah, guaranteed. And that's what's so nuts about it, man. It's like you know, for me, I had never done anything like this. I never gone on a tour like the, I've gone on you know little regional things like little you know, weekends. I'm, I'm gonna go on yeah three four shows in a row. Yeah. But to do 28, you know what I mean? It was like, what the fuck? That's gnarly. Like, you know what I mean? It was next level shit. I was like, no way. Like, is this really going to happen? And uh, uh, to be able to have everything kind of fall in line, you know, as far as scheduling with, with my son and, you know, <laughs> babysitting and the bills and having the wife and having her support, which was like, like without it, there's no way I would have been able to do it. You know what I mean? Like all these different things. Like yeah. that's why when I say like, Oh yeah, we'll get back to you. It's like no, yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah, I'll let me check in with my manager real quick, my yeah. wife. You know what I'm saying? Because that's truthfully how it goes. And but it's yeah, I I think about those moments, like you said, of like meeting somebody that's like, hey, the, here here's my story. Like all these stories from all these human beings across the fucking world, and everyone's just trying to live, and everyone's just trying to function. You know what yep. I'm saying? Everybody's just trying to live, and uh, uh, to be able to do that was was pretty powerful. Because there was a lot of those towns, man, that I looked at, and I looked out at that crowd. And I saw some cowboy hats. Yeah. And I saw some different things. You're like, how the fuck is this going to go over? And I thought about that shit, man. And that was what was so beautiful about the tour, man, is because it honestly destroyed stereotypes of me that yeah. people had of of rap and hip-hop and different things. But it also destroyed and, and made me catch my own stereotypes of other people. Yep. Because I'd look at somebody, you know, with a Confederate flag or some shit like this and be like, oh, this fucking racist motherfucker, he's going to hate what I have to say. Yeah. And I have some that same dude come up to me afterwards and be like, you know, you opened my eyes to some things, man, and, and you made me think a little bit more tonight, and I just appreciate That's that. That's so incredible, like, man. those fucking moments are like, Jesus, man. Like, you can't, like, that was what was so beautiful about it, you know? And so ultimately, whatever happens from now on, and I'm working on some new shit right now, but, like, time-wise, it's just like, fuck, we're so just caught up between you know being parents and 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 functioning and financial you know all yeah. the financial bullshit that comes with touring and all that other stuff but ultimately the content that i'm doing right now not only the content but also in the way that i'm going about it to me is the best music that i've ever fucking done and like yeah like this new shit I, i'm working on it. and i gave a little preview online of it but i got this new specific song that's been on my fucking heart i saw you playing about the chorus finances in your, it's, in yeah, your studio it's a, yeah and, and people you know i was like hey make a guess on what this is about it's like a secret you know whatever and uh really like when people hear it because uh, i'm not going to mention money anywhere on it necessarily yeah but the whole song the content is a relationship i'm actually talking to money yeah, I'm actually talking to it, and it talks about like the relationship with it from childhood to now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is fucking pretty crazy. You know what I mean? It's it's on a really, it's it's on some real shit, man. You know what I mean about my life, about whatever, and to be able to relate that is cool. But those are like concepts and different things that like I just would have never thought about. You know what I mean? I just it just didn't come. It's like oh yeah, I'll do a song about money. 
But it's yeah. going to be a song about like how fake money is. But then there's going to be a chorus. It's like, make money, money, yeah. make money. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like, some no, dumb I shit. I know but, what you're talking about. Yeah, man. man I mean, ultimately, moving forward with this shit, it's like, I got one life to live, man. And I'm going to live it to the fucking fullest because you know uh what, what the fuck good is any of this shit if i don't use it what good are my shoes if i don't walk yeah you know like that's just how it goes man and so that's like yeah that's my entire goal is that if somebody else on some fucking wavelength one person and that's been my commitment the whole tour was the same thing if one person after the show says that what was heard what they heard in some way took them out of whatever element they were in that was negative and brought yeah. them to this other place cool yeah, worth it. Cool. 100% worth it. Cool. You know what I mean? Because those are moments that like music is done for you and for me that like you don't forget that type of shit, man. Totally. You know, like I remember listening to in some dark fucking days, Notorious B.I.G. ready yeah. to die yeah. when I was ready to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? On some real fucking shit. And so to be able to have like a positive impact or some kind of connection with somebody, you know, because being in those moments where you feel like no one will ever connect with you. And then being able to have music that connects with somebody and you don't even have to like know I'm on a handshake level, but just because they pressed play. Yeah. You know, it's like, just oh. like the, oh my God, somebody else. Feels That's the that beautiful way. part about music, right? Yeah. Is it's like, fuck, dude, you don't even have to be in their fucking house to know who they are. That to me is like the most coolest thing about like real music, no matter what genre it is. If it's, if it's real, if it's, there's genuine, you know, like you said earlier, passion. There's genuine passion in there about who you are, and that shit comes through in the music. I'm a fan. Yep. You know, I'm a fucking fan, period. All right, that is our show. Please stick around to hear this song. It's called Fuck Normal from the new record, Bigger Than Me. If you like this show, please subscribe to it. Give me a good review and rating on iTunes. That would really help the visibility of this little DIY enterprise I got here. And stay tuned. I got plenty of new content on the way. If you're new to the show, check out some past episodes, interviews including Blueprint, Carnage, Illogic, Isid, and many more. Here's Ender One, Fuck Normal.
Racist baby boomers, Mercedes Ubers, celebrity dating rumors, flawed voter systems, control denominate these losers that are all annoying bitches. Bunch of Amy Schumers convincing us to trust a system that is built for the rich to justify what our military kills for. Ain't nothing new, I'm saying. None of it's shocking. The fact that it's not anymore is some of the problem. Cause shit that I see or the shit that I read, it makes me numb. Like this fucking world is sensitized me, and now we don't wanna think of it. Don't you dare speak on it. The world is up in flames, fuck it. Make a meme of it. Anything to keep us occupied from admitting that any person that's not as white is still being ostracized. And yet we claim to be a Christian nation. I can almost picture Jesus' face when he hears us use his name as an excuse to discriminate men based on race to promote segregation. You should rewind this a time or two before he comes back and beats you with the cross he died all for you. Recently I've been thinking there's something wrong with my brain, my conscience and my ego are in a It's like if I wanna be healthy, I must be sick. But if I wanna be a light, who says I gotta be lit? I wanna show you empathy without having to retweet it and be a man of my word without the need to delete it. I wanna check in with you, not to let people know where I'm eating at. Let's really connect. We don't even need an app. And see, to the world I'm small. If you Google Map Eugene, but I can show you my heart without double tapping a screen. I want my son and I to cherish face to face time. Cause if all we do is FaceTime, we're wasting time. And listen, I hope you get the picture. Values more than silver. I know it all looks better with a nice and pretty filter. So we compare ourselves to make us feel adequate, but images disappear without Snapchatting it. And irony is, while I say these words, promote this song online, hope that it may be heard. My mouth is open for compliments like a baby bird, cause I'm stuck playing a game with chains linked to a hearse. So with every fucking single drop of ink in a verse, right when I'm reaping the purse, I'm just a piece in this curse. And now, recently, I've been and I'm tired of it, people. There's something wrong. That's why I wrote this song is cause I see it every single day, and you see it too. It's confusing because our life isn't like so and so. Our kids in this culture, my son. Oakland, I love you. Fuck normal. Be you. That's normal. I don't wanna be it. 